Hello, everyone. This is Robert Craig. We all know there's a crisis in democracy, but a lot of us are digging in more deeply into what its elements are and how it relates to how we build a new revitalized progressive movement. And one of those big pieces that we're involved in with our, ourselves at CIS National Wisconsin and with our national network, People's Action, is digging into how we can reinvent organizing and make it a tool for rebuilding community and breaking down barriers rather than creating new barriers between people. And Soma Arias is our new executive director. She's been thinking a great deal about this and she's acting. She is trying to create a consensus among organizing groups across the country to actually revitalize organizing. We're calling it an organizing revival. So this is a deeper dive than we usually do at Battleground Wisconsin, but I think it's important as we think about the role of grassroots volunteerism and organizing in a new, a new, a new multiracial American democracy that we revitalize and we rebirth right now, since it is so under threat from a hateful and pre-fascist right. So I hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome back to Battleground Wisconsin. This is uh, Robert Craig. We have a special guest uh, for the next two segments, uh, Soma Arya, who is the new um, who is the executive director of People's Action, which we've talked about often on Battleground Wisconsin. That is a national federation of groups like Citizen Action of Wisconsin that is in states across the country and is building national power through state and local power, through power building organizing groups. Uh, so Soma actually used to run a, a People's Action affiliate in Kansas and so she is very experienced with uh, what we are trying to do with uh, with voters in the upper Midwest. So Soma, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Robert. I am excited to be here. So I just want to make sure our listeners know you a little bit, Soma, and your journey. Um, so could you say a little bit about, you know, you're an immigrant, uh, how, not only how you got here and where you came from, but how you got into social justice work and your journey. You also worked uh, at the national level mm -hmm. after you were leading at the state level. Right, so, you know, I am um, coming back home uh, to people's actions sort of, it feels like a, a 22 year um, cycle for, for me. I am, I'm, I am an immigrant. I migrated uh, to this country from El Salvador at the age of um, 13. Um, I'm also a product of people's action and, um, you know, the, the, I, I actually met Shell Trapp, one of the co-funders of people's action, 22 years, um, to the day that I, that I started as, as the, as the ED of, of people's action. Um, you know, I, I was transformed by organizing, uh, my life, um, radically changed for, from where I was, I was a, a person who was doing a lot of church building and um, working, you know, in the in 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 the other um, side, trying to bring about change through church building and the work I was doing there. When a woman who had been mentored um, by Shell Trap uh, reached out to me and invited me and and to you know to organizing to knock doors with her. Um, in that relationship and that connection to that to that woman and later the training and, and understanding and and also I, I would say a little bit prior to that the understanding um, that you know just by wishing people into a better having heaven or a better world beyond this world was not enough and it, it, it and I had been sitting 
for many years that even though I was doing good work um, in the church, that we needed more um, and that the injustice, the systemic injustices and the divisions and what was happening needed to be solved here and, and now. And, um, and, you know, at that moment in the fall of 1999, the um, organizing was really the answer for me and this network um, and the people I met here really brought me in, trained me, um, and you know, transformed my life radically to where to where I am today. And I, I love the fact that you came to it with a religious ethical background because I was greatly influenced. My grandfather's a theologian, so I see this as my organizing as my church, so to speak, as well. And likewise, yeah. Yeah, and we have. I think ethics has a lot to do with situation, right? We find ourselves in very challenging times. There was, and maybe to a fault, because so many people were left out. This is a country that took for granted that it was the first uh, large scale democracy or representative government. And that we were always going we to be the beacon of hope for the world. But now other other democratic societies or those aspiring to be so see the United States very differently. Uh, we're experiencing what uh, some European countries experienced in the 20s and 30s, some of which uh, ended up in fascism. Uh, we at yeah. least have pre-fascism. And I, I know that you are thinking about the role of organizing in this, but I wonder you might say a bit about how you see the current situation, because then what I'd really like to talk to you about is how an organizing revival, as you call it, can help address the current uh, crossroads we're at, the crisis in democracy and not, and that we face right now. And I say democracy broadly. I think our government not yeah. delivering for people, people falling behind inequality are all part of a failing of democracy too, not only the attack on the mechanisms of voting. Yeah, you know, I, in the 22 years that I've been organizing and and, and you're absolutely right. For me, um, and, and 22 years ago, when I, where I, when I got into this work, and the reason why I got into this work is because there was curiosity uh, shown to me um, where, from where I was at to where I am now. And I, in, in return, in my 22 years, I've operated um, with that you know, ethic. I'm curious about people. I, I, I want to know why people think, do. I'm, I'm also about building community. And I think organizing at, at the heart is one about, you know, it's it's a it's a process of transforming people through rela relationships, and it's also about building community. Something that we know is missing in today's society, which I think is one of the factors to where we are and and the divisions that we have in the in the country today. Because when we can see the collective power that you know that we can bring, um, and and the change that comes through collective. Uh, power when we care about each other and when we dare to you know to sit and 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 stay with somebody who who may not think like us um and, and you know stay in that relationship i think there's power in that and when there's power um also in building you know the kind of community that just focuses on like what is it that we collectively what is our self-interest how do we make this a better neighborhood a, a better a better city a better state um, and, and a better country. And so I learned a lot in my journey about bringing people together and working in, in settings where people were just looking out for each other and wanting to create a better state in the state of Kansas where I grew up. Um, and so when I, you know, when I um, started talking uh, to folks here at, at People's Action and 
heard that there was an organizing um, revival that was like, we needed to come back. And then I started talking to the directors and people across the, across the country and um, really watching for the last seven years um, from the, the from the lens of immigration. So I spent the last seven years working, leading one of the national networks on, uh, on immigration reform. And from where I've been seeing and kind of reading the landscape of, of the country, really seeing that we're in a moment in, in a country where like I, in, in my, you know, 40 years of living in this country and even in states like Kansas, I've never seen this kind of divide in, in the landscape and what we're trying to do. So, uh, so to me, an organizing revival and the reason why we need to get back to just being curious about people, about talking to each other, that if we don't do that, this, this, this entire country and our entire you know, humanity and community are, are in, in danger of like not being able to see one another for who we are instead of just our political affiliation. And of course, yes, we wanna, you know, we wanna talk, we wanna talk about our differences and we're not always going to agree. But to me, an organizing revival is about going deep into ourselves to really understand um, and, and really push ourselves to look beyond ourselves. And is, a, is also about looking outside and building what we call building a bigger we, which means that we can't always be speaking to the choir and preaching or preaching to a few people in the pews. We got to be reaching other, other people and we got to reach out to each other. Otherwise, um, we're not going to continue to perfect this democracy and build it, build something that works for all of us, not just a few of us. And Soma, you know, we talked a lot about the multifaceted attack on democracy that really began decades ago when the ultra rich and large corporations want to get out from under responsibility, right? And uh, started creating huge disinformation campaigns and political power and an ideological movement that would justify it. It seems like much of that, listening to your framing, is an attack on community. Yeah. In other words, if I, on Tucker Carlson, immigrants aren't people like you came and strengthened our our society and 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 added more voices right and a, and a mm -hmm. richer mosaic instead yeah. they're just some sort of infestation breaking through the border the other the other and yeah. somebody that supposed you're supposed to be suspicious about and and they know that that works because when you know the the beauty that you know that, that I experienced in the state of Kansas is that there were a lot of people who yes they saw me different there were a lot of people who I got to know but you know, most of them were were not people like me, and and when people gave give each other an opportunity to get to know someone who's like maybe the other, um, they they understand that we're not we're a lot much more like than we think, and that's what I experienced in in Kansas, especially in the campaign that we put together in 2012, um, when the Secretary of State Chris Kobach was you know really vilifying and scapegoating uh, immigrants. Um, to pass um, anti-voter legislation that really like was was at the end of the day going to actually hurt citizens um, and and women and um, and and all people of color who could vote, um, but it was it was with the intention of voter suppression. It was with the intention of marginalizing um, a, a, over three hundred thousand voters, but using the fear and the mistrust of immigrants um, to do that. And so that, that continues to play out not only in Kansas, but throughout the country and in much bigger stage nowadays. 
And, you know, I think it's a lot easier to break up community than to rebuild it. That's and so right. we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'd like to ask you to dig in a little more on how we would do that, how an organizing revival could do that. And then we can also get to how building that bigger base, the bigger we, the people not part of a movement now being inviting and bring people in, um, how that affects political power. This is Battleground Wisconsin. Welcome back. You're listening to Battleground Wisconsin. Uh, we have the new, newish, I will say, Executive Director of People's Action, the National Federation uh, Citizen Action is part of, Silma Arias. And so Silma uh, was talking about in the last segment her experience and about the threat to democracy, which is in many ways an attack upon community itself, and what an organizing revival might be and how that would help address the problem of, as she just put it, uh, creating a, a greater we and being opening to bring new people into our into the progressive movement, not being a judgmental movement that expects people to already agree with us. That's not how you come into relationship community with people. So you could say more about what an organizing revival would look like, uh, Soma, and how it would, how it could change the United States and address the, the threat to democracy that we're facing right now. Yeah, you know, I think that I think that the the last what two three years of the of the pandemic of you know a, a kind of um, an event that is historic and most of us had not lived really like I think taught us um, two things. One is like for some of us it was like wow we we've isolated ourselves and it's like it, it, it further I think emphasized um, the fact that you know, we, we, we isolate, uh, isolate ourselves and we can be fine. Or, and, and also like, wow, I haven't been around people for a long time. I think a lot of us are longing. Um, and I, and I have these conversations with hundreds of people across, uh, across the country, but I think the, the country, humanity, individuals, you know, we all need, um, our, our relational beings, we need each other. And, and, and and to me, you, you mentioned something earlier about that, you know, for those who grew up in in, in church and and you know part of a of a congregation, there's something beautiful and strong and grounding about being part of people who 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 you get to see every week and that you have things in common with and that you feel in solidarity with. And and that for me that happened in church. And then it also happened in in org in organizing, like the power of people coming together, talking about an issue that's happening in their neighborhood, in their community, and then aligning. To me, I felt that same grounding and that same power with, when I did that in church and when I did that in, in, in communities and, and in neighborhoods about, you know, whatever the issue may be. But once we take those, those institutions that form community and we take them out of the community, we're left with the sense of you know, individualism and, and and sort of longing and loneliness that I think you know it's not healthy and I and and, and it's not healthy for for any of us. That not only does it you know create that um, feeling of div divisiveness and we're just clearly just listening to news or talking to ourselves on, or the few people in our in our small circle and the the organizing revival is really about reminding ourselves that we depend on each other. And, you know, with, with the use of internet and all the media that we can get to see, not only for what's happening in this country, but what's happening in other countries, we're no longer 
we, as a country, we can no longer be siloed from what's happening um, around us and globally. So we understand that, that, but, and then we also understand that they, that the social media and that the people that we talk to does not replace talking to people and, and really building community and have an outlet for, you know, emotions for the anxiety that's happen, happening um, in this country with climate change, with politics, with the divisions. And, and so moving ourselves to get out of our bubble and really reach to people. A lot of us don't even know our neighbors anymore. And much less when we're talking to people, would we talk to people who are, um, who are wearing a red hat? Um, and so how do we, for, for us is how do we engage ourselves in those conversations? And in this moment where we wanna affect change, like how do we um, talk about the values, the kind of like get out from the rhetoric that we're hearing from, you know, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, whatever you're listening to, how do we actually get to talk to a real individual uh, that's in front of you so that you can get to know them at the core level and be transformed by that by that exchange and in in relationship and actually talking to another human being who, who may be different in you whether that might be an immigrant or or a person of color we need to get out of our silos and out of our individualistic um, way that we're running uh, from day to day especially now after after you know a, a worldwide pandemic how do you bring that to scale? You're talking about a cultural shift. I mean, historically, you could argue the greatest organizers in human history were the people who built out the current world religions because they aspired to make them universal and came pretty darn, you know, huge numbers of people uh, got involved in community. Uh, we face an immediate threat which is to the mechanisms of democracy itself, what's left of them. But there's an even there's the insidious threat that our our government isn't representative of the needs of the people, doesn't reflect their views, and doesn't address our major challenges, both nationally and internationally. Climate change being just one of many, uh, that ra racial justice and a racial reckoning being another. Um, and so, how do you? Because you're leading an organization where we actually aspire. To, to make practically do this in order to shift the direction of, of American society. That's a huge aspiration. That is like founding or, or refounding a religion, though there's a progressive movement. It's recentering re it anyway. So how, how do you build that out to scale? What does it look like just for our listeners? I know we don't have enough time to dig in all the tales, but just, you know. Yeah, so I would say three holds. things. So I would say three things, Robert. And, and because... Um, Look, we have we have many progressive organizations. People's Action has a reach of you know close to thirty thousand. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, like close to thirty states. So we have a big reach, but it's not enough. If we're gonna do this to scale, we need to be committed to three things uh, as 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 individuals, also as organizations, as networks. But we need to talk to ev to every everybody that we're li listening, and we're like you know we're we're close to 30 states, and then we have other networks. But look, we got to be committed to reaching beyond the tent, the tent, that means, or beyond ourselves, right? Beyond the people that we typically talk to every day. We need to be able to transcend uh, partisanship. We, we need to also be committed to building this long-term. You know, we can look at history, and I, I've been in this 22 years. I've seen people transformed, and I, I've seen some wins, and I've seen a lot of, like, 
step backs, but we need to be committed to however long this, it takes. I am doing this because of my grandson, because of my children. And so we got to be committed to this, doing this work long-term. Um, and third, we got to, the, the, there is a set of like what we, what we call organizing fundamentals um, that, you know, for, especially for new organizers or activists that we've got to be committed to this. this there's no shortcuts in how we do the work. That means that it, 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 is, it, needs to, it needs to be patience, it needs to start with curiosity, and there are a, sen a, sen um, a sense of like training and a set of skill set that we need to develop and continue to train. So we at People's Action are committed to that kind of um, discipline and training that it will take for, for the next generation of organizers, because a long time after you and I are gone, Robert, we can do our part in the next, you know, in my case, the next 10 to 15 years. Um, but this is my time and I'm committed to this work because I believe that the, that the next generation of organizers are the ones who are really going to bring about this change. And what I would say to them is that, yes, it requires commitment um, and, and speaking to the people that you're not talking to. Um, and it will require commitment to do this long term and not get discouraged when it doesn't happen in the next two or three or four years. And third, you gotta you gotta have a set of uh, fundamental skill set that you need to uh, be able to put in place and um, and and you know build around those three. And every at the moment, Robert, just to say, every organization across our network. Um, in those 30 uh, states have a commitment to this because this is not, you know, just my vision. This is really a, a vision and a commitment of this network. So to build to scale, everybody in the network in those states are, are using those, are committed to those, to those three areas of being, being, being committed, being in this for the long haul, and really like a set of fundamentals and training that we're training our staff, our organizers across the country uh, to equip them to do the work that we must do. So let me run a proposition by you, because this is a very politically minded uh, audience, because Wisconsin is distorted by being such an important state electorally. It's like every election's critical national election in Wisconsin, it, it seems. Uh, and that is, this could seem like really hard and too long term, right, to people. Like we have a crisis now, but an alternative proposition would be that kind of establishment Democrats, consultants, the people who run campaigns right now, they by necessity have to work within the broken now and that limits what they can accomplish. So they're trying to get to 50% plus one in Wisconsin, which is always a very expensive and difficult proposition and seesawing either way based on context, right? What's going on. Um, and in the world. And so doing this work can change things. So when people ask, where are the people of color in the room? Where are the rural people in the room? It's because we haven't built relationships long-term. It seems like this can change power so that you, you are working on a different terrain once you're in elections. In many ways, Democrats have jumped ahead and not done the fundamental thing you need to do in order to actually shift power. Yeah, that that's a great proposition, uh, Robert. And I think it fits under the point that I that I mentioned. We've got to be committed for the long haul, and we have got to understand the have a have a uh, 
a clear assessment of the landscape. And so what I call, I call everything that I talked about, like the, the, it's what I call the evergreen, like, right, we constantly, we have to bring back curiosity for people that that has to be like the evergreen. We must always be looking to people with curiosity. That's, that's, that, that needs to be like how we practice that organizing. But the but the thing when we comes when it comes to what can we win now in the in the electorally politically with campaigns, we have got to have a clear assessment. I feel like that sometimes we activist organizers are are working out of um, out of an analysis of the political landscape that might have been from ten or twenty years ago. And I and I just want to say to us, I mean, let's have a real honest conversation about the power that we have, about the divisiveness that we have in Congress. And even, even when we elect, we have a trifecta, right? Like all of the, all, all, all of the things that are like actually adding um, and making this landscape what we have today, right? Like we, this is how much we can win now versus what we wanna build to win later. So a clear and strategic analysis of the landscape and and the power that we have and the power that we need to 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 um to to build right like you know the the um inflation reduction act is a good example of like you know there's a lot of divisive of, of divisiveness over how much how good it is or how bad it is and to me even if we want 30 percent of what we wanted how my main question is how are we building how are we politicizing and, and bringing people together around the things that, that are in the bill, which is, you know, some of, some of that stuff is historic, that can change people's lives right now. But that's the same way with candidates. Like we don't have, we're never gonna have the perfect candidate, right? We're trying to elect uh, more people who are like really looking 40, 30 years that, that are, but we don't have enough of those um, right now because we gotta understand the landscape and what we gotta be working on. Uh, now, what we can win now versus what we can build later. Let's build with what we can win, even if it's 30 and 40% or 20%, but let's build with that. And let's be pragmatic when it comes to that so that we can continue to build power for the long haul. And that's the way we see it. Our theory at CIS National Wisconsin would be like with our climate action planning, let's build the maximum of what we can build with our current power, but in that process, build more power to get more. And I think when you talk about a compromise, whether you should accept it or not, if you're going to reject it, you better have a good theory of how rejecting it builds more power and gets us closer to our final end than accepting it, right? Yeah, and that's where doing good organizing comes into play, because if you do the kind of transformational organizing that creates a, lo a long-term vision for the future, people come in not for just the campaign the political campaign that's gonna and, and and that's how we redefine the win and that's how we build the kind of warrior mentality where like look i'm in this because this is just how as a, as a human being i operate and this is like this is how i get involved this is how i have agency about my life and the decisions that are made in in these places this is how i'm at the table um but i'm i'm in this for the long haul and it, this is not about whether we win this next campaign or next election it's about what i'm created creating for the for the two generations or the seven generations ahead of me now of course to keep people motivated it's good to get some wins but then to understand that 
you can't be disappointed because it's something we didn't get something beyond our current power. Exactly. Being dedicated, as you said, to fighting to build that power, right? And dedicating ourselves to it. Absolutely. So this was a great anecdote to a lot of the election talk in Wisconsin, where we tend to be very short-term oriented around the next election in front of us. So thank you for all you're doing. I'm really just thrilled that you're leading people's action and leading this work. And uh, we will keep everyone up to date in Battleground, Wisconsin, and how the organizing revival is uh, uh, progressing. And hopefully we'll have a new U.S. senator here uh, to work with us on the federal part of power building. So a chap people's action, citizen action, Wisconsin champion. So thank you very much, Soma, for taking the time and having this deeper, deeper kind of conversation. And can I say one more thing about Wisconsin? Because, you know, there's like, because I've, I've, I've run state campaign, and I know that when you're in the state, you sort of have a, a view and a landscape of the state. But for us at People's Action, because we're looking at 30 states and we're looking at Wisconsin as the spotlight and a theory of where, where we can we can um, elect somebody who's going to make such a difference. Every, our eyes are in Wisconsin right now because we think that this proves a theory of change that we can win what we can win now and we can we can move. But look, if we if we if we win, if if Mandela Barn wins, then this changes the whole landscape of what Senate we go into. So for us, um, eyes, it's it, it's on the it's you know it's ground zero for us, and so we're committed and we're all watching and supporting from afar. So good luck to you, and thank you for all the incredible work that's happening in Wisconsin. And we're against dark forces. We're seeing it on TV right now. The every community destroying emotion is being thrown at Mandela Barnes right now. And so yep. uh, only good organizing is going to overcome it and then build a new America. So thank you for everything you're doing, Soma. Thank you, Robert. So thank you for joining us this week on Battleground Wisconsin. Until next week, keep fighting and get involved and volunteer.